Hey friends, I'm your host, Jana, founder of Modern Daughter, and I am so glad you are tuning in. This podcast is a safe place to go deep, to get into the real, raw, and vulnerable questions many of us have. In this podcast, we will talk about sin struggles, trauma, and experiences, along with some testimonies of friends who have walked through hard times and have come out the other side healed, whole, and living out their purpose in Christ. In this podcast, we hope to provide you with an encouraging word and biblical perspective, as well as practical tips to help you to take every thought captive, to have boldness in your faith, and to walk in wholeness as a child of the Most High King. Welcome back to the Modern Daughter Podcast. We took a little break for December and a little bit uh, of January just for the holidays. Um, And so I am super excited to be back, super pumped about the first part to our three-part series on singleness, dating, and relationships. I I really wanted to dive into this um, because I think it's important that we have content that's relatable to whatever season that you're going through is, um, that you can have some guidance, some biblical guidance, uh, but also just some kind of reality of like, what does it look like to be a believer right now in this day and age, to be single, to be dating, um, you know, to be courting, engaged, married? What, is it, what does that look like? How do we operate in that? How do we operate with a kingdom mindset, uh, what, no matter what our relationship status is? Another reason I wanted to jump into this is because Valentine's Day is around the corner um, and a lot of people are kind of reminded of their relationship status and a lot of people uh, are are out there trying to get a date for Valentine's Day, trying to get booed up so they can have somebody on Valentine's Day and that can be like a pretty strong driver for some people, um, but not, not really the healthiest driver to get into a relationship or the healthiest reason to do that. So, um... With Valentine's Day, I know there are so many people who, like, hate Valentine's Day or dread it coming because it's a reminder that if they're single, like, that they just want to be in a relationship or they just want to be married. Um, And there are a lot of people that just, like, don't celebrate it or dread it or, you know, whatever. I always liked Valentine's Day. (laughs) My uh, my parents found special ways to um, just kind of, like, make the day fun for us as kids. And I just always grew up kind of having, like, a positive... um, yeah, just like a positive attitude about Valentine's Day. So even on the even on the years where um, maybe I was like hurting from a broken relationship or, um, you know, just praying and hoping for someone, I always still like Valentine's Day. So anyway, let's go ahead and dive in. So um, I want to just be super candid and open with you um, and talk about the struggles of singleness and just like how real some of these struggles can be. Um, it's like everything around us is a reminder sometimes if you if you're single sometimes and and you want to be in a relationship this is that um you know you see it on the tv shows you see it in the movies you see um it all around you 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 have friends that are getting married that are getting engaged especially if you um are in your 20s maybe 30s there are so many people around us right now who are who are getting engaged um getting married having babies that sort of thing um and sometimes whenever that stuff happens I feel like it can add a lot of pressure to like, oh snap, like, uh, may, like my friend just got my, I'm about to be in like my fourth wedding this year and I'm going to be a bridesmaid or I'm going to be a groomsman or whatever. And like, oh snap, like all of my friends are getting married. Like I should probably be looking for someone. I should probably, I should be married by now. There can be a fear around and a pressure around when you start comparing yourself to those around you. So Um, first of all, we're going to talk about the number one struggle is comparison. Comparison can be the killer of your relationship with God sometimes, because when you are so occupied with the things around you, the people around you and what's going on in their lives and how their life, 
you know, compares to your life and how their life might seem better than your life because they have this and you don't, you, you put a barrier between you and your relationship with God. You put a barrier in between the work that God has called you to do for the kingdom. So I want to caution you that when you start to notice yourself, uh, falling into this comparison game of like, uh, either whether that looks like, um, you know, all of my friends are getting married and I should be getting married too. Like I'm the same age as them, whether it is, um, like all of my friends are dating and I'm the only one that's single, like what's wrong with me? It can be a comparison can just be such a detrimental thing to you and to your relationship with God. So I would warn you, I would just highly warn you against that. And when you're having moments where you're starting to compare yourself, um, or maybe it's, you're even starting to get down on yourself because you're like, really, what is wrong with me? Like, I must be so screwed up that nobody wants me. Um, I want you to just pause and just like remind yourself that you are not done. Like you are a work of art. Like you are God's creation. He created you with a purpose. He gave you a calling. Uh, He gave you gifts and abilities that are unique to you that will enable you to live out your calling, to live out your purpose. And so I just want you to remind yourself like, okay, I'm, I'm a piece of work. I'm not done yet. And just remind yourself that it's kind of like hopeful to me when I think about that of myself. Like when I think, okay, um, a good analogy for that is like when you're drawing a picture, you always start with the outline, right? And sometimes the outline doesn't look so good. Like it's just a bunch of lines and there's no, there's no real beauty to it. And necessarily, I don't know, there can be, but there's not a ton of beauty to it. But it's not until you actually start putting in all of the details, putting in every attribute of whatever you're drawing. Um, and you start putting the shades in and, and doing all of these things and adding color that it's not until you absolutely, that you're finished that you see like, wow, like this is a beautiful piece. I am so proud of this. I am so happy I pushed through till the end. And I think that's how we sometimes need to view ourselves is that we are still in progress. We are still like, we are not finished yet. So when you're thinking um, of comparing yourself, when you're tempted to compare, just remember that and, and have hope that like there's so much you can do to grow during this time. So Um, another struggle I want to talk about is, um, just like your sexuality and how, um, it is so easy to see how the world views sex and how there is no regard for purity. Um, and we hear all the times, we hear all, we hear all the time, whether it's from friends, whether it's from, um, just people that you're hanging around, whether it's in the shows that you're watching or movies that you're watching, or maybe it's coming from media or books that you're reading, uh, we kind of see this common theme of do whatever's good for you. Do whatever makes your heart happy. Um, Love whoever you want. Um, Like, if they make you happy, then go for it. We see all of these ideas that um, we should just kind of do whatever we want and follow our heart. Um, and the warning against that is that that is giving so much admission to um, doing whatever you want with your body and following whatever your body is telling you to do. So like our bodies were wired to do certain things when we're around the opposite sex and they will start doing them. And like without us even thinking about it, they'll start doing that without, you know, I mean, involuntarily. And we have to be mindful of that and mindful of like, okay, like I, my body's naturally going to do what my body's going to do but I need to be mindful of that um, and take caution before getting into like tough situations. So um, just like if you have been 
in a relationship, most likely you have had issues with purity and just realized like how tough it is to stay pure, how to protect your body, um, and how to not fall into sexual sin. So that's a huge struggle. Um, and so we are going to get into some, just some, okay, I am running out of time here. We are going to get into some tips that I believe can help you thrive in your single years. I believe that God created us um, to be in relationship with people, but he also gives us ample opportunity to develop our character, to develop our person, our being, before we mold with another person. I want to share some things with you, a few verses that I have here. 1 Corinthians 7.34 says, An unmarried woman or a virgin is concerned about the Lord's Lord's affairs. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. Um, This verse, I think, is one that as a teenager, I would have been like, if I heard my mom say this, I would have been like, ah, mom, stop. Like, ah, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I was really like that as a teenager, so I probably did stuff like that. Um, And I think it, it kind of, even now, today, my reaction is totally different. Like, I see this verse and I'm like, that woman is brave. Like, that woman is brave, especially in our society um, where relationships are really put on a pedestal. I think being single is the harder thing to do. And I think being a woman who's more concerned about God's affairs than her own or than her, she's more concerned about what God thinks about her um, and what she's doing than she cares about her own body and her own emotions. And I'm like, wow, that woman is brave because our society is the complete opposite of that. Um, what we see as the social norm, as the social standard is completely opposite of that. We see all the time, like girls getting completely 100% wrapped up in their, whoever they're dating. Um, they see their, we see their identity completely collapse into whoever they're dating. Um, and that is so unhealthy, but a lot of, a lot of people don't realize it until it's too late. And so kind of going in with 1 Corinthians 7.34 in the first place and saying like, okay, I want to be a woman who's concerned about your affairs, God. I want to be a woman who's all about you. And I want to care more about you and your kingdom and the work that you have to get done more than I care about my own desires, my own body, my own flesh. So another verse is Proverbs 31.30. Um, And this one is super, super common. We hear this a lot, but charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is worthy to be be praised. And that again is just affirming that when we are women that are, or or men, if you're listening and you're a male, um, when we are people who just care more about God, when we care more about his agenda, um, that's what this term, you know, fearing the Lord is, um, is this reverent respect for God um, and following after what he has for us. And so when we put that first, like it says that we're worth, that we are worthy to be praised. And it's true. I mean, if you have someone, maybe I want you to think right now of someone that you highly respect. You respect their relationship with God. You respect their intentionality with others. You love their character. You value their integrity. All of these things. When you think about that, that is a person that is worthy to be praised. So when we're able to get out of our flesh, when we're able to fear the Lord and put his agenda first before our own, this verse is saying that person, when you do that, you are worthy to be praised. Um, Another verse is 1 Corinthians 7, 7, 8, or 7, 7 and 8. And, it, and this is uh, this is one of the most famous verses where Paul is talking about singleness. And this is kind of, I think, this is mainly like the only 
part of the Bible that really points out singleness and talks about it and uplifts it. And so this is Paul talking to the church in Corinthians. And he says, I wish that all of you were as I am, but each of you has your own gift from God. One has this gift. One has that. Now to the unmarried and the widows, I say it is good for them to stay unmarried as I do. Um, and Paul was saying that because he wasn't strapped down by a wife or children, that he could do so much more for the gospel. He could do so much more for Christ and he wasn't emotionally tied down. Uh, and I think whenever we get into a relationship, we are like, mm. we pour, we pour, we try to, I mean, if you're doing a relationship right, like you are trying to pour in and invest into that person and into that relationship. You want to be the best girlfriend or boyfriend you can. You want to be the best wife or husband you can, whatever that looks like, you are going to pour yourself into it. Um, but the downside of that is that when you pour mo more emotional energy into something, you're investing more of yourself into something, then that's less that you can invest somewhere else. That's less emotional um, capacity that you have to to speak to another person or to, um, you know, go sit down and have coffee with another person. So Paul was like, man, if y'all could just be single, stop dating, like we could just, we could get this work done. Like, <laughs> man. And so uh, Paul was also able to travel a lot because he was single, which was important as well um, in the work that God had called him to do. Some theologians actually believe that Paul may have gotten married at a later time after saying this, but if that is true, it's really cool to see that, that during that time, Paul was all in for Christ. He was like, he was like, yes, go Jesus. I'm in it. Um, and was just doing the work of the kingdom. And that's all he, um, really worried about in that time and what he cared about in that time. So, um, I want to share something. The, the best thing that you can do to prepare yourself to be found by your future husband or wife is to start working on your character. I truly believe like this is so, so important in your single years um, or single seasons or whatever that looks like that you are not just willowing, wallowing, willowing, wallowing in self-pity, <laughs> that you are not just like, oh man, I just need to find a man that you're not wrapped up in, uh, you know, someone else and that your identity is not wrapped up in a relationship. It is so important just to work on your character and what that can look like is like just taking time to invest in yourself whatever goals you have for your self-growth, whether that is getting your fitness and your exercise to a certain place, uh, whether that is want to go to school and you want to study something, you want to read some different books, healing from your past, certain things like that can be so beneficial to your character. They help you grow, but there are a lot of really practical ways that you can also grow during that time. One of the things that Modern Daughter is all about is just working through healing, to become whole and walk in your purpose. Um, and that it's not until you work through your brokenness that you can start finding healing. So um, I have, let's see, like five to seven things that I'm gonna try to get through here. I'm gonna try to knock them out. Um, number one is brokenness plus brokenness equals more brokenness. Surprise! Some of us think like, oh yeah, I'm broken and he's broken, but that's what just really connects us. And yeah, like, yeah, we're, he's depressed and I'm really depressed, but you know, we're, we're really there for each other. And that's a common ground that we have. If you think that is going to work out, it's not. Because brokenness plus brokenness does not equal fixed. It equals more brokenness. And so that's something that you need to um, realize in your single, in your singleness. Like if you are holding stuff in, if you are dealing with depression, if you are wrestling with anything really heavy, maybe you went through some trauma, it is important to take care of that um, and go to therapy, go to counseling. There is no shame 
ever. There shouldn't be any shame at all in going to therapy or counseling. If you, I think everyone should. I think that life can get really hard sometimes. Life can get really tough. And it's important that you have like an unbiased opinion to help um, just guide you through the process of life, to help guide you through your emotions and how you feel about things and the pain that you've experienced. So um, healing is just so important and that can look different for everybody. Um, And maybe you're like, I'm not in a place that I can go to therapy. Like our, our, DMs on Instagram and Facebook are open to you. We are here to be a listening ear for you, um, not to provide any judgment at all, but to help you work through whatever you need to work through. Um, but there are plenty of resources out there if you want to find a therapist or counselor. Another thing is just start listening to more podcasts. There's so many out there on different subjects um, where actual licensed therapists help wor- help you work through something you've you've gone through, some sort of trauma that you've gone through. Um, so if you do not take the time to get healthy in your single years, then you will most likely step into a marriage with your brokenness. And I don't know about you, but that would make a really rough start for my marriage if I did that. Um, and so it's so important just to get healthy, get healthy emotionally, get healthy physically, start learning things about yourself. Um, number two is an in- intentionally date yourself which sounds funny. And I think we hear this sometimes and we're like, huh, what does that mean though? But it's like, get to know who you are. Just as like when you go on maybe like your first, second, third date, like you, you ask each other a lot of questions to get to know who that person is. Like, okay, like, you know, simple questions, like what's your favorite color? Um, you know, if you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you travel? Um, what's your favorite food? Simple, simple questions that help us get to know someone on a deeper level. Um, and so like, Sometimes it's good just to step back and ask yourself, like, hey, like, what is my favorite color? And how do I feel about um, this topic? How do I feel about this style? Like, um, you know, where would I want to go if I could go anywhere? Like, what do I want to do? What would be my dream? Like, what would be my dream job? What would be, um, you know, if I had one wish, what would it be? And just asking yourself those questions and kind of writing them down or answering them for yourself helps you to, to be more grounded in who you are, which there, which then helps you to be more grounded in your identity because God created you and you cannot know who you are until you know whose you are. And so once you first know, okay, I'm a child of God, um, then things just start coming after that. You're like, okay, I'm a child of God. God created me uh, uniquely. He created me with my own gifts, my own abilities, my own opinions, my own thoughts. And what are those? And so just start discovering, like, just go, go date yourself. Go. Sometimes, um, every once in a while, I take myself out on a date, which sounds silly. I know, but it's the most fun thing ever. Like, go, go to a movie. And I know sometimes you think like, no, movies are with people. They're only fun with people. Seriously, go to a movie theater with yourself, buy yourself popcorn, buy yourself an icy, whatever. Um, and find a movie that you love and just go watch it. Or um, one thing that I like to do is I like to go adventure and find new restaurants. I'm such a big foodie, so I love just finding new restaurants, trying something that maybe I would be scared to try with someone else. Um, you know, a fear of like, they're, are they going to judge me for trying this or whatever? So sometimes I like to do that. And that is, that's really fun because sometimes it's terrible and I'm like, I never want to go back there again. And sometimes it's so rewarding and I'm like, I think I just found my new favorite restaurant. Um, but if I never tried to date myself, I would have never, you know, found found that out about myself, that I like to try this new thing, or um, that I, I never would have found my new favorite restaurant, that sort of thing. So just get to know who you are and ask God to reveal the gifts that he's given to you. Um, God has gifted you in incredible ways, many of which you may have not discovered yet, many of which you may 
take another 20 years to realize or figure out. And I think the earlier that you start getting to know yourself, the earlier that you start dating yourself, the earlier that you start working on your on healing and growth, the earlier you can start understanding um, your gifts and why God gave them to you. And you can start acting in them. And so I think that's really important. And it's really exciting for me because I'm like, okay, even just recently, I discovered that I had a gift that God gave me that I'd never really, I never really realized that until recently. And now I've been able to start like asking God for guidance on how he wants me to use that gift um, and how to like, how this plays into the plan that he has for me. And so I think it's so exciting to think like, man, if I just found out another one and I am 21, like what other gifts or abilities am I not going to realize until I'm 40 or 60? Um, So it's kind of exciting to me (laughs) because I'm like, man, yeah, I want to figure out like what my gifts and abilities are. So it's also important to get to know your character flaws and your triggers. And that's one thing, just like when you're dating another person, like the more that you get to know them, the more you realize their flaws, the more time you spend around them, the more you realize um, their triggers and what can make them angry or what can make them upset. And so it's important um, that in your single season, you are also learning like, okay, I responded rudely to that person. Why did I respond rudely to that person? Is it because that person said something I didn't like? Or is it because I'm hurting from something that happened yesterday and I took it out on that person? Um, And just kind of like digging and asking yourself, um, you know, especially especially when something goes wrong or when you respond to something in a way that you shouldn't have, it's really good to ask yourself, why did I just do that? And just start digging. Why, 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 why? Just ask yourself over and over um, until you kind of get to the root of whatever was going on. Because often when we are... um, when we are hungry, when we are angry, when we are lonely, or when we are tired, we act irrationally. Um, sometimes we um, we say things that we don't mean and we hurt people that we don't intend to. So it, it's just good to like dial things back and ask yourself, why did I do that? Um, and that really helps you to be able to have more self-discipline, to have more self-control, um, and to grow in that area. So um just learn to give yourself grace when you do realize that those, you know, that you're falling short or that, um, you know, you're flawed in a different area. Just learn to give yourself grace and forgiveness whenever you screw up or fall short. Um, another thing is just get to know what you love to do. Like, what do you love to do on a Saturday afternoon when you have free time? Um, and just kind of explore what you would love to do. Knowing yourself, your tendencies, your weaknesses, and your strengths will improve your life. It'll improve your relationships, and it will improve your relationship with God. Um, so I don't, I can say enough good things about just dating yourself. So that's number two. Um, number three is make the most of your singleness, just like Paul was talking about um, in First Corinthians. Like Paul was making the most of his singleness for sure. Um, he was living. He was just living for God. He was living to share the gospel. Um, and he was doing every possible thing he could to to do what he was called to do by God. Um, I know it's easy to get caught up in like the end goal of something, but focus your mindset on the process instead and you will find more enjoyment in your day-to-day and more contentment by doing that. So just whatever, like when you wake up in the morning and you are going through your routine, sometimes you can ask yourself like, what can I do to make the most of what I have today? Um, And honestly, just to be totally candid with you, one of the things that I currently do to make the most of my singleness is that I will sleep in when I have the opportunity, that I will uh, 
stay up late and watch something when I have the opportunity in wisdom. I try to do this in wisdom. Um, but I know that, um, I won't have, I won't always have the opportunity to, uh, sleep late in the morning or stay up late at night and watch something or, um, go downstairs and make a cup of tea and just sit outside for five minutes. Those are little things that I know, like, uh, just as a mother, you don't get a lot of opportunities to do that. Another thing that I, that I do is I try to, I try to read. I try to like go to the park. I'll, I've got my hammock that I'll, um, hike up on the trees and then I will read or I'll just go outside or I'll just lay in my bed and I'll just read for a long time, which is another luxury I know people can't do. Another thing that I do (laughs) is I take longer showers than I need to. Usually I would probably need to take like, probably like a seven minute shower, maybe five, seven minute shower. And I like to take 15 minute showers, which I know some people out there like, girl, I take like hour showers or I take three minute showers or whatever. I ain't here to judge your shower life. You do you. But that's something that I do. I'm like, I'll take 15, like 20 minutes is like a really luxurious experience for me. But that's one thing that I'm like, okay, I, mm, this is nice. I just made the most of my singleness. (laughs) It's just super funny. Um, Another thing that I do is I, I feel like um, I really try to work on like friendships. um, And I'm just knowing that um, as a, being single, you have more emotional capacity to give to others than you would when you're dating. So just be mindful of that. That's one thing I try to do is just be mindful of that and make the most of it by just being really intentional with people, just being really intentional with friends, um, grabbing coffee with people, serving people, bringing a meal to their house, bringing dessert, whatever that looks like, just really pouring into other people with as much um, emotional, emotional capacity as I have to. Um, number four is get with the right people. Community, community, community. I say this all the time, probably in every single podcast, community is so vital to being healthy. It is so vital to being, to start healing. It is so vital to being whole. It is so vital to walking in your purpose and the things that God has called you to do. Community, getting with the right people who understand you, who love God, and who are running in the same direction as you is vital. Um, 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be yoked together with unbelievers, for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? And let me tell you, the world looks at singleness and says, yeah, you can go ho. You can go, excuse my language, but you know, like, you can go um, mess around with people. You can go um, on a dating app and date multiple people at the same time and just see what you like and have fun. That is not a biblical standard of singleness in any term. Um, and so this first saying like, what fellowship can light have with darkness? Uh, it's just saying like, yeah, like if you, if you're running with God, if you are a believer, um, and you are trying to please God with your singleness, how can you do that if you're falling into the world's contest text of how you should act while you're single? Um, I think it's so, it's so vital that we just understand, um, if I want to do singleness well, I need to have other people that understand that, that respect that, and other people who can hold me accountable when I fall down. Accountability is really, really important in singleness as well because especially with the culture saying uh, you can go sleep with people, go clubbing and kiss random strangers, yeah, just go party, go live it up, do whatever you feel like. All of those things might sound fine and dandy at the beginning, but after you've done them, you are left... um, with shame, you are left feeling terrible and 
completely lost in who you are. Um, so that's why it's just really important that when you have the right people around you, um, that when you fall, that when you do, um, you know, fall back and maybe you fall into sin or maybe you're, you're just struggling, people that can like see your worth, see who you are and just speak your worth into you and just say like, like, I know that you fell, but you are so incredible. You are so strong. You've got this. Like, we are standing with you. We are walking with you. And having that support system is, is like such a blessing and one of the best things that you can have while you're single um, because it's so encouraging um, just to know that um, you have people that are going to be asking how you are. You have people that are that actually care about your life. So if you're not plugged in with the church, find a local church, get plugged in with the community. Um, often, I would say it takes like probably three times going to the same church before uh, you will start even feeling a little bit comfortable. Going to a new place with a bunch of new people is always hard, but this is one of those things that's so rewarding and it does pay off. So if, if maybe you've checked out a church once and you were like, ah, I didn't really like it. It's not for me. I would say at least go try it three times. Um, and if by the third time you're like, really, I don't want to be there. I don't feel comfortable there, whatever. Uh, you know, then go look for another one, but it's always good to try one out, um, like three times. Um, so number five is draw close to God. Um, while you're single, you have an incredible opportunity to spend the most time with God that you can. Um, you have more time to listen to God. You have more emotional capacity to listen to God. You have more time to spend in the word. You have more time, um, to be at church, to serve in church, um, to serve in your community. So, um, Psalm 119, nine through 10 says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? I live according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me stray away from your commands. And I think that one is, that verse is like pretty straightforward, but your main goal in singleness should not be how to get a man or how to get a woman. But the question you should be asking and your main goal in singleness should be, how can I draw closer to God? Um, And I think that's really an important thing for us just to be asking ourselves every day is like, God, how can I draw closer to you? Like, what do you need from me? Um, What can I do for your kingdom? Um, and so just staying close to the word, living a close to the word, living according to the word, um, and seeking God with all of your heart is also an incredibly rewarding thing. Um, and you will just, you'll get to experience, um, God on a different level. I think there's, God is so vast. There's so much to him. And the more time that we spend with him, just like with dating, the more time that you spend with someone, the more you get to know them. And so, Um, The more time you spend with God, the more time you spend seeking his heart, the more time you spend in the word, the more you get to know him and understand him and see his heart, to see his heart for you, to see his heart for humanity, to see his heart for the kingdom. And um, I think one of the best things that can come from it sometimes is just when you spend more time with God, he reveals things to you. And it's like he rewards you um, by giving you blessings, whether that looks like blessings of blessing, like a new friendship or, um, blessing a desire that you have or giving you a a gift or helping you realize a gift that you didn't know you had. Um, when you are able to just posture yourself before God, he's able to speak to you. Um, another thing that's just a few more things before we go, um, that I want to caution you towards is don't close down your life to be in a relationship. When you shut down everything else, when you leave your friend group behind, when you leave your church people behind to follow a guy or a girl in a relationship, that is a big red flag. And it should be to you the moment that you start cutting people off like that. So, 
Um, just be mindful of that. And as you're preparing for whatever relationship you would, you might get in in the future, just realize like, okay, um, I need to set goals. I need, or not set goals, but kind of set guidelines and boundaries to protect me while I am in a relationship. And one of those is just keeping the other outlets of communication open with people in your community, with your family, with your friends. Um, another thing is that your, your marital status should not prevent you from actively doing work for the kingdom. Um, and that means that it, whether you're single, whether you're dating, um, whether you're married, if it, if it is getting in the way of you serving the kingdom, there should probably be a pause in you to go and check out like, okay, what here is actually keeping me from serving the kingdom? Um, and just start asking those questions and seek the Lord on that and start addressing it. Um, one of my favorite quotes from a book I recently read by Michael Todd called Relationship Goals. So this quote says, our high divorce rate may have less to do with bad marriages and more to do with bad singleness. Wow. Like, I believe that to be so true. I think when we take the time to grow ourselves in our single years, like God can use that in incredible ways, incredible, incredible, incredible ways that we can carry with us for the rest of our lives. So um, just want to encourage you again, that as you're walking through this time, make the most of your time, make the most of your time with people, make the most of your time with God and make the most of your time with yourself because most likely you will not get these years back and you will never regret working on the, on yourself. You will never regret working on your relationship with God and your relationship with others. A couple books to read before we go. Um, so if you are a book reader, a couple really good books to read. Number one, Relationship Goals by Michael Todd. Such a cool book. He talks about purity. He talks about sex. He talks about singleness, dating relationships. He talks about his experience with it, but he also talks about his experience with um, just coaching others through it. Um, another one is Passion and Purity by Elizabeth Elliot, and that is just um, a book uh, that is just all about, like, how do you even walk in purity in a relationship? What does that look like? Um and how we can bring God's, um, we can kind of bring heaven to earth um, in our relationships. And another one that um, is really good is Swipe Right by Levi Lesko. So thank you for joining me for the first part in our relationship series. Um, I hope you learned something today. I hope you were encouraged today. And I hope you leave here feeling like encouraged to grow yourself, to keep growing yourself, to keep working on yourself. Um, and to keep working on your relationship with God and just know that there is so much that God is going to do in you. Uh, if you let him, there's so much that he's going to speak to you if you listen. Um, and there's so much that he has for you to walk in for the rest of your life. So much blessing. Hey daughters, thank you so much for tuning in with us today. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and tune back in because every other Wednesday, so in two weeks from now, we will be posting a new podcast. You won't want to miss it. If you are not following us on Instagram, check us out via Modern Daughter Ministries. We are also on Facebook at Modern Daughter. And if you would like to request a speaker for your next event or join the email list, go check out our website at moderndaughter.org.